You're listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners with our featured conversation with Richard Tubb and Kevin Lancaster of ID Agent. My name's Jeff Nicholson, and this podcast is all about helping you grow your IT business. In this episode, Richard talks with Kevin Lancaster, a career entrepreneur who worked for the U.S. Office of Personal Management to restore and protect the identities of 4.2 million government employees. Kevin is passionate about offering enterprise-grade cybersecurity to small and mid-sized businesses. You'll hear how ID Agent got started in the MSP world, what the dark web is, how employees can compromise systems, and how MSPs can use ID Agent to protect existing customers and win new clients. This episode was recorded between Richard at home in Newcastle-Pontine and Kevin at IT Agent's office in Maryland. And now, without further ado, here's Richard Tubb talking with Kevin Lancaster. Hey folks, Richard Tubb here with another interview, and I'm really excited for today's episode. I'm joined by Kevin Lancaster, who is the CEO of ID Agent. Kevin, welcome to Tub Talk. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, now ID Agent is a name I'm hearing a lot about lately. Um, literally every event I've been to, people have been talking about ID Agent. You've definitely got a buzz around you. Just before you and I came on air here, I was actually saying I've saw so you speak in two different presentations, Continuum, Navigate over in Boston, where it was literally a full house. Like there was people virtually hanging off the rafters to get into the room to see you speak about this. And again, uh, at uh, DatoCon in Barcelona a few weeks ago. So you've got this buzz going around you, but I guess for anybody who is unfamiliar with ID agents, how would you explain who you are and what you do? You know, it, uh, thanks. You know, it, it, it's as an entrepreneur, it's, it's great to have uh, a solution or a platform that generates this much buzz and is having this much impact. But essentially, we've, we've built this ID agent platform, actually the, the tool is called Dark Web ID, to help our MSPs, our partners, you know, really convey in a very simplistic you know, way uh, how, how bad it is out there. Bad, but by bad, I mean how bad the cybersecurity challenge is. Our tool shows compromised email addresses and passwords that we're finding out on the dark web. Uh, we can at times disclose other PII, so mother's maiden names, credit information, last names, date of birth, that type of stuff. But, you know, ID Agent, we've, we've had this, you know, quick uh, emergence into this channel space after a couple of years supporting enterprise. So government agencies and the largest banks and financial firms in, in the, in the, across the globe, quite candidly. And, um, you know, in this space, it's, it's really had a significant impact on helping MSPs convey that, that cybersecurity challenge. When you can show somebody their compromised email addresses and passwords and, and show how many there are within the organization, it really helps our, our partners get into prospects or go to their existing customers and, and really sell all the security solutions that they should be buying from them, you know, these days. Cause you know, it's, there's a lot of noise out there and, and unfortunately, uh, you, know, you get this concept of breach fatigue and people don't really want to kind of pay attention to it until something bad happens, until they're compromised. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we've had such a, a, a strong buzz or wave of just uh, excitement across the globe is that you know, we're having that material impact showing these compromised credentials and helping our partners grow. 
Yeah. Now, I work with a number of MSPs. And so when I talked about there's a buzz around ID agents, um, I can usually tell there's an indicator that a tool or a, a vendor is going to do really, really well when the most progressive MSPs that I come across start talking excitedly about a product. That's what's happened with ID agents. So the MSPs that I've speaking to, spoken to have said that it's really given them a, a foot in the door to start having conversations with prospects. But in practical terms, what does the tool you know, do? How does it give uh, MSPs that foot in the door? Right, so as I mentioned, up to this point, it's been hard for MSPs to you know, one, get into a new prospect, uh, you know, show their capabilities and differentiate from others that might already be in there or, or knocking on the door of that particular prospect. And so we built two sides of our application, the dark web tool. The first one is that you can run any domain, you pick a domain across the globe, any organization, uh, and we'll show whether we have hits on that domain. If that email address or that domain has been compromised and we have a hit, that MSP partner can go in and show that there are, there are records out there, there are credentials out there. And, and that, that's, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's an overused term, but it does fit. It's, it's kind of a shock and awe tactic because, again, it's, you know, most people don't think about compromise or they don't want to invest in security until something has happened. I mean, that's kind of, kind of, kind of par for the course, but so the MSP can use this tool, show that business owner, their compromised email address, or, you know, show the fact that they've got 10, 15, 20, 30 of their employees that have been compromised. And so, so the feedback that we get from our partners is that it's having a, a tremendous impact in their ability to get into an organization and, and real quickly demonstrate the need, why they need to be working with this particular MSP because they are progressive they are working with you know solutions like you know we provide, uh, and they're taking cybersecurity to the forefront of the conversation as opposed to you know starting with well let me let me manage your your hosted exchange let me manage your email let's first start the conversation with security and let's show you why because you know if you're the, the password that you use across everything you log into in the business and in your personal life is out there already then you really need to, you you need to be starting with. Uh, security as the, the first conversation. And this just has become the, the visceral, you know, high impact solution that MSPs need to get in there and, and convey that message up front. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about the tool uh, uh, later on, but before we get any further that, we've referred to it, the dark web. Um, what is the dark web? How do you explain it to people and not necessarily to MSPs, um, um, but there's going to be some MSPs listening who have heard that term, but perhaps don't really understand what it is. But how do you explain what the dark web is to end users? What is the dark web? Got it. So let, let's break it down in, in a couple different levels, right? So every day, uh, you know, average person, MSP, you know, everybody uses, you know, either uh, Chrome or they'll use Firefox, Mozilla, uh, to do a search. So they'll go out there and type a, uh, an, an address of a business that they want to you know, check out or a site that they want to go shopping on. And so they're at that point, they're you know, putting in a URL, it's going out to an IP address and returning a result. And so that's, in, in a nutshell, the surface web, the web that everybody is used to using on a, on a daily basis. There's a there's the surface web, and then there's a sub layer, if you will, to that surface web, and that has been considered the deep web. You don't necessarily put in uh, a URL or a typical IP address. It doesn't end in a .com or a .net or a .org. Oftentimes, it'll end in a .onion. Uh, so it's a different protocol. So think about it. Uh, think about the deep web 
as a, a layered beneath the surface web. So you've got the surface web that everybody uses, you've got the deep web. And because of how the, the deep web was architected and because it's an area that's encrypted and it's easy to be anonymous in that, in that deep web, you know, smart, enterprising, unfortunately, less than uh, savory individuals figured out that they could carve out little areas, little pockets now known as the dark web to do nefarious things. So they could, you know, post uh, pornography. They could, you know, uh, buy and sell, you know, drugs that, you know, they can, you know, sell, you name it. I mean, guns, uh, anything that you could think of, anything that's, you know, any enterprising criminal mind wants to sell, you know, they could go out to this area of the deep web uh, and create an anonymous site and start transacting. And so that in a, is a nutshell kind of how we arrived at this concept or, or coined the phrase dark web, because, you know, it's a sub layer. It's not an area that it's easily accessible. Most people don't know about it. And then when you add in the encryption protocols, the, the ability to anonymize yourself, you know, you, you, you can kind of see how quickly it becomes dark and mysterious and, you know, a place where bad things happen. Now there, there's some, some good and there's some very, uh, yeah, I don't know, um, there's some good uses, valid uses of the deep web, but then um, this kind of area of the dark web uh, is just where the, the, all of those bad things that you hear about, you read about, you see on TV, it's where those, uh, those things occur. And that's where we look for data. That's where we look to see if we can extract uh, credentials that might be, uh, be up for sale. Uh, if we can monitor and pull in that data and then report uh, to our partners uh, that that data is out there, then that's that's the, the mission that we're on is is trying to find that data in the dark web, uh, bring it to the surface. That way our partners can show their customers and their prospects that, yes, this data is out there and this is why you need to take security you know, more yeah. serious. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And I can see how valuable uh, that would be. Um, given its nature and without giving away any of your trade secrets here, Kevin, how do you actually gather that dark web intelligence though? Because the way you've described it to me, and if I was to sort of use a, 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 you know, a, an image there, this is like a, a dark alley or a dodgy bar or, you know, it's it's a place where there's, there's information, but perhaps from people that you wouldn't want to bump into. Um, how do you go around, uh, go about gathering that dark web intelligence? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. The question we get uh, quite often. Um, so we've developed capabilities over the last 10 years. Uh, you know, a lot of our background has come from supporting uh, government agencies, you know, here in the States. Um, a lot of stuff that we did with uh, governments as a whole and then some of the states, uh, you know, where we're supporting them and providing uh, intelligence. So, yeah, it is a, because it is a moving target, it is a very, as you mentioned, kind of uh, seedy and, and shady area. You to be careful about uh, how you go about trying to find data, uh, what data you surface, um, what data you report on. Uh, so it's, it's a combination of individuals, uh, you know, call it human intelligence, going out and trying to figure out where, where is it going to pop up next? What is the next form? What is the next... Uh, site, what's the next uh, you know, place that you can you know, expect that this data is going to be bought or, or published for, for sale or trade or exploit. Uh, and then there's some, some technologies in the back end that you know, once you identify certain areas and you start monitoring, you can extract and, and scrape that data. So 
So it's a combination of both, you know, you know, using the human intelligence, which really provides the high value data that we collect, uh, and then using some of the automated tools that we can use to descript and extract uh, different data that's out there. And so uh, the hard part is that there's so much data out there. Uh, it's such a moving target. It's, uh, you know, again, these are enterprising individuals, organizations, uh, and sometimes you'll come across data that might not actually be real, might be fictitious, might be, you know, fake data. So there's a lot of care that goes into, you know, looking at what data that we're pulling in and reporting. If, if we if we pulled in everything and reported on everything, we would actually overwhelm everybody because just the volume of data that it's out there. So there's a lot of, of care in trying to figure out, is this legitimate data? Um, you know, looking at the, the, the profiles of the, the hackers and individuals that are posting this data, are they in kind of in quotes, are they reputable within that, uh, in that underground marketplace and have they been successful at, at selling legitimate data in the past or touting legitimate data in the past. So there's a lot of care that goes into making sure that we're reporting on uh, data that's just not fictitious or false positive data and, and putting in the platform. Uh, so I don't know if that gives you uh, a direct but indirect answer. Uh, so uh, in short, it's a combination of human and artificial intelligence that we use to extract data out there on the dark web. Got it. That makes sense. So um, I guess at the end of the day, you're doing the hard work. You're providing uh, the data, perhaps about MSPs clients, perhaps about their prospective clients. Let's talk about clients. First of all, are you seeing MSPs using ID agents to keep their existing clients safe? You know, um, I guess at the end of the day, MSP uh, clients don't know their data is compromised until it's too late, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the typical, uh, you know, something happens and then they call in a panic that uh, they have to go out there and, and, and spend 10x to try to resolve what had happened. Uh, so the answer to the question is absolutely. I mean, when we started in this channel, our channel model, if you will, roughly 18 months ago, we had maybe two or three MSP partners. Uh, we're now up well over a thousand, um, you know, partners, 1100, closing on 1200, something like that. Uh, and they're using the platform and they're monetizing the platform a couple different ways. Some are going into their organizations or their customers and saying, we just have to turn on monitoring uh, and it's X dollars a month, you know, or pounds or, or, or euros a month. Um, and so they're selling it as a monitoring service. Some are embedding that service within their security stack, their solution. So it's you know, kind of another um, you know facet of their bundled uh, pricing model. So we're seeing we're seeing them you know go out two different ways. Some are selling it standalone. Some are bundling it in. Uh, and again, one of the biggest benefits of this is is again it's it's that eye opening data. And so typically, what happens is the the MSP goes out, sits down with a customer prospect. Maybe they turn on the monitoring, but then. They also start saying, well, this is why you need endpoint. This is why you need two factor. This is why you need backup. This is why you need security awareness training, you have password management, and on and on and on. So, so one of the things that we found is that the, the data, the platform that we built is the catalyst to help the MSP sell all of the other solutions that they, you know, their customers should be buying, right? And it's changing the conversation from a uh, you know, security is an expense, rather, you know. The, 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 the new mentality now, and I think we're having a pretty significant impact on this mentality, is it's an ROI. It's not an expense anymore, right? I mean, you, you have to invest in these solutions up front because the cost 
uh, particularly in Europe with things like GDPR, the cost on the back end is, is exponentially greater than the cost up front investing in security from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And I know, I, you know, I used to be an MSP myself, used to run MSP many, many years ago. I work with a lot of MSPs around the UK and Europe now. Selling managed services is actually, it can be a really difficult proposition because as you've just said, there's all these different things where you need to do A, B and C. What I'm seeing a lot of MSPs do now, and I think the reason the buzz around IT agent is so high, um, is that it's giving real uh, sort of measurable, uh, practical reasons for clients hey, look, your, your details are out there, um, that your details have been compromised, and it's only a matter of time, not if, but when, it's only a matter of time, you know, uh, that, that something bad is going to happen here, then they can, the MSPs can have the conversations about, you know, making sure the backups are in place and, and all these other things. So I think, would you agree that's possibly some of the reason that, you know, the buzz around ID agent is so high? I think so. And I think it's now, you know, MSPs are able to go in and say, look, this has to be a partnership, right? I mean, you know, my job is to help, you know, keep you up and, and keep you running and keep you secure, but you have to do, you know, your job as well. And then that's, I think, one of the other kind of aha moments in some of these conversations is that, you know, the customer is making it harder for the MSP to protect them, right? So you can go in and say, you've got 20 or 30 or 100 or 200 of your employees credentials out there and have been compromised on LinkedIn and Dropbox, all the big ones that you hear about, or Discus or a dating site. I mean, you know, you know, there could be very obviously legitimate uses for business credentials on something like Dropbox or LinkedIn. But, you know, the other sites out there, your, your Facebook and, you know, there's, there's really no reason for that to occur. You shouldn't be using, you know, work credentials or or, or the like on a, you know, personal website, bank site, what have you. And so it, part of this is that it's giving the MSP the ability to say, look, this, this has to be a two-way street because if I'm going to, you know, defend your perimeter and I'm going to guarantee, you know, uptime and backup and recovery and all that stuff, you got to do your job as well, you know, because it's, you're making it easier for somebody to go in and just take the credentials, open the keys to the front door, back door, the windows and, and, exploit you and that's going to be harder for the msp to ultimately detect at the end of the day uh if the if the customer is not willing to invest in the tools that will detect those types of uh exploits and so yeah i i think again it's 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 you know the right market right time you know we just tried to build this you know solution where it was just very simplistic uh but really high impact and again that, that that's 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 really what it comes down to why there's such a buzz and why we're having you know, such a tremendous amount of uh, growth and success in this market because we're really, we're really making that conversation that much easier for MSPs and when they're in front of prospects and customers. Yeah, and I'll share with you, Kevin, I, I actually had a conversation with a UK-based MSP just last week who used ID agents and they had a conversation with one of their clients and said, hey, you guys, you don't use Dropbox, right? No, no, we don't use Dropbox. And they said, well, <laughs> we've actually got four accounts here using your business address. You do use Dropbox. Oh, and by the way, you've been compromised on it as well. So that's another in innovative use to sort of uncover, I guess, this um, anybody can install a SaaS application and, and sort of get it up and running with an organization as well yeah yeah that's it i mean it's uh you know some of the presentations that you've seen or i do when i when i go around uh, to you know speaking engagements is that it, it, we are creating this this culture of chaos right there's so many applications i mean think about how many apps are on your phone uh, in fact your phone's probably on your corporate wi-fi or network 
um, you know, how many just business SaaS applications that pop up every day that, you know, organizations are trialing or, or using, or, you know, you kids like Dropbox using without uh, even the organization knowing that they're using Dropbox and, and it's accelerating. And unfortunately this, you know, the, uh, the paradigm of the password, the email address and password uh, way of authenticating and, and getting the systems, it's, it's not going to change anytime soon. I mean, there's some great bleeding edge, biometric type, you know, um, uh, authentication, you know, tools and platforms that are coming out. But um, even at that, those are, those, those have their challenges and risk and, and, you know, it's human nature, the easiest thing for people to do and the path of least resistance and convenience for customers is a, is a password. And so it's uh, as we build all of these applications and tools for convenience, we're creating even more of a, a challenging environment for our MSPs and, and protecting their customers. Mm, absolutely. Now, we've talked about your explosive growth um, uh, on your side of the Atlantic. You're now making a lot of headway in the UK and Europe. Um, I guess we can't go very far in any podcast nowadays, Kevin, without mentioning GDPR. <laughs> so in terms of your growth in Europe, how have you addressed the whole GDPR question? What does that look like for you as an organization? Now the new four-letter word, I guess. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, so we've taken GDPR uh, very serious. Um, you know, we started, we had some, it's, it's interesting. Some of our, our most progressive and early adopters were out of the UK. Um, and that was fantastic. Uh, we had to hit pause, if you will, maybe back uh, last May, I guess, when GDPR really came out and we started to understand the implications and impact of GDPR. But um you know, so we took a step back and really, you know, trying to make sure we understood fully what GDPR meant, not just to us, but to our 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 partners and their customers. And so, uh, we've seen now that our platform is a tool to help address some of the compliance requirements of GDPR. Right? Um, it's not specifically you know defined, but you know, in, in GDPR, they they look more favorably. You know, the regulators look more favorably if you are taking a more proactive. Uh, approach to risk mitigation. And part of that is understanding what your risk is out there on the dark web, what kind of credentials, what kind of data is out there. Uh, and so our platform is is having, you know, I think a pretty material impact on on risk mitigation. So if you're able to go in and show these credentials and say this, you, you need to step up your game and stop, you know, this behavior and, and implement security awareness training, all these solutions. Uh, you know, it's, it's really having this kind of uh, check the box uh, kind of uh, 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 impact on um, on GDPR. And so we, we took a pause in May, June, July, August to really make sure we had everything fundamentally sound and we have you know, all of our ducks in a row. And that's why we're having such a, a big uh, push into the, the European market uh, because it, you know, it, the demand is there. We've had you know dozens and dozens and dozens of inquiries over the last several months that we really were like, well, we're getting there. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get back to you soon. And and that uh, DataCon uh, event that we were both at uh, not too long ago was our our first really kind of you know push into the, the European market. And the response has been fantastic. And it's, you know they start you know, people realize that this is that is again same thing that we saw just early on in the states and down in Australia is that this is the tool that's going to have uh, that impact and it's really going to help address uh, some of the challenges with GDPR and getting. Your customers understand that they have to take GDPR serious if they have any element of PII on their networks. So, so it's been a, it's been a great um, tool, been a great catalyst, I think, in in, in helping uh, with that GDPR uh, conversation that MSPs are having with their customers. 
yeah, I think for all the hullabaloo around GDPR, I would say it's actually been a good thing for um, for MSPs across the board. But uh, yeah, hey, I've got a question, I guess. Um, so obviously you've been uh, predominantly in North America. You mentioned Australia as well. Now you're in Europe. What, Kevin, have you found is the, 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 the big differences that stand out to you between North American and European MSPs? Great question. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's a, a, a substantial difference, at least in just you know our experience working with them. Um, I think there is a, an, uh, they approach solutions with a, a little, a uh, little bit more caution and, and diligence, which I think every organization should. I think that's actually been uh, a good thing. We have very you know deep and substantive conversations with uh, our European prospects and, and customers. They really want to understand. Um, you know, what's behind the technology and how is it really going to help? Um, And so I think that's been actually a a great thing for us because, um, you know, we've had a a lot of early adopters and, you know, in North American market and even again in Australia, uh, it's great because they've been progressive and and quick to adopt. Um, I think we're going to see the same thing in Europe, but I I think there is a, this is a a newer solution. We have a, a different dynamic with you know just the conglomeration of, of European countries and and just you know different uh, I guess philosophies across borders and stuff and I think that's led to uh, having very engaged dialogue with our, our prospects and partners and so yeah I think maybe the the sales our sales process is is lengthened a little bit but quite candidly I think it's a good thing because it gives us a chance to really educate. Uh, our our partners and they come into this and using our tool I think very very with a, a mindset of like how can I really use this uh, to protect partners how is it really going to benefit my organization uh, so uh, you know I, I think once they understand the tool and the impact you know we, we do get that same level of excitement but uh, I think that was one of the big things we noticed uh, down in Barcelona you know a couple of weeks back is that Let's really get a firm understanding of this solution before we kind of jump in. And, um, you know, it's, it might be just a uh, stylistic difference between some of uh, our, our partners over here in, uh, in the States versus uh, Europe. But I, again, I, I, I appreciate it because it, it really gives us a chance to uh, explain, you know, our mission and why you know, we feel this is the right solution for everyone. Yeah, that makes sense. So let me put my uh, MSP hat on and ask ask one of the questions that I'm sure is on the uh, the tip of the tongue of people listening. Um, I guess from a technical perspective, ID agents, do you offer any integration between ID agent and a lot of the popular MSP tools out there? You know, we've got ConnectWise, Autotask, PSA tools. These are tools that MSPs live in most of the day. So what does it look like from an integration perspective? Yeah, and so that again, I mentioned some of our early adopters were some of the more progressive uh, folks over in the in the, the UK. Um, Whether you know questions early on was you know how can I get how can I use this under my single pane of glass concept, right? So to your point, you know the, the partners live in either ConnectWise, Autotask, Asaya, you know a couple other the big uh, big tools out there. And so that became an important initiative for us, uh, again, right around that May timeframe, right around GDPR. But um, so we started down a path of integrating with ConnectWise and, and Autotask, you know, first, because that was you know, most noise that we got were with those two platforms. And so now we are fully integrated. So if we get a, a, a hit, we find an email address and password 
for one of our uh, MSPs uh, customers, it'll be fed right into their, their PSA. That way they can monitor it uh, within that tool and they can create the workflows to be able to do password resets and, and, you know, bring, you know, security awareness to that individual that's had that compromise. And so it has really helped to create that, you know, that, that, you know, full automation, you know, from us finding it, going into their management tools and letting their customers know. So that was a, that was a big, big request. I think on our sprint board um, down the hall, I think we've got uh, about uh, 15 uh, or so additional integrations that, uh, that are in, in various uh, parts of, uh, of uh, various cycles of within these sprints that we'll be announcing. So yeah, we're realizing that it's, it's a, large market and it's a very fragmented market and uh it's interesting because there's you know continuum camps caseya camps auto task camps uh and so we want to make sure that we help uh, enable our partners you know whatever whatever camp they're in we're going to build those integrations and make sure they have that automation and they can you know run that single pane of glass concept so it's a big big initiative for us in this this fourth quarter and and certainly into 2019 is just making it that much easier for partners to be able to, you know, ingest the data and then do something with it. Cool. We will uh, watch that progress with interest. Um, let's uh, let's shift focus in just a minute from uh, talking about managing clients and managing the dark web here um, to managing people. Um, on a personal level, I know you've been recognised twice as uh, on Smart CEO's Future Fifty list. There's other accolades. I've done my due diligence on you. So I've seen all the cool things that people have been saying around you. Um, you're now CEO of ID Agent. What skills would you say a good CEO needs? Hmm, man, that's a big question. I, I think one of the things I've learned over the, uh, over the 15, 16, 17 years now of running, uh, running organizations is that coming into it early on, I always thought I was the smartest person in the room. <laughs> I realized uh, pretty quick that uh, you got to lose that mentality and, and, and change your perspective. And so I think I've, I've kind of taken the, the, the stance of, you know, hire, hire smarter people, right. And realize that, you know, smarter people in the room will bring the value to the business and help the business, uh, you know, grow. And, and um, I think that's just, for me, it's been, it's been, you know, rule number one. And this is coming from somebody that, you know, in school, I mean, I have a, have a history degree. I don't have a technical degree. So, kind of try to take that philosophy when we're looking at building solutions or just in day to day in the company is, is, you know, maybe the benefit of having a history degree and, and being able to look back and trying to ponder what went right, what went wrong, but uh, ultimately realizing that the way you build a successful business is by bringing, you know, people in that are, are smarter. We've got tremendous, you know, CMO that uh, is on our team. We've got uh, great uh, vice president of business development, Matt, who's just, out there on the road tirelessly uh, as, a, as an amazing advocate. We just brought on a former MSP as, as well, and, uh, Dan Tomaszewski just joined us uh, over the summer and he brings, you know, years and years of experience in the MSP space. And that's, you know, for us, it's been invaluable to get his insight uh, to really understand, you know, how can we better help uh, MSPs and, and, and do their job and, and grow their business. And as a result, you know, our business will grow alongside of it. So I, I you know, I, I subscribe to that, you know, philosophy. And early on, I always thought I was the smartest one in the room, but realized that, you know, uh, you got to lose that pretty quick if you want to succeed in, in business and in life. And so I, that's, that's my rule number one is, you know, there are much, much smarter people out there. And if we can, if we can aggregate them and, 
and do good things. And ultimately it'll help our customers and, and partners and everybody benefits. So. I love that. I love that philosophy. Yeah. Subscribe to it myself. Surround yourself with people smarter than you and you'll, uh, you'll go very far. <laughs> um, what, what's next for ID agent and what can we expect to see from you over the next few months? What's your goals for the company? Yeah. So over the next several months, we're actually going to be announcing uh, some really interesting additions to not just the dark web platform, uh, but uh, some, some platforms a little bit to the left and a little bit of to the right of uh, dark web ID. And it's, uh, again, because, you know, we, we are a security organization, right? But when you break it down, what our, what our tool is fundamentally done is, is, is help the partners grow. And so we're, we're, we've been balancing, you know, are we a security company? Yes. Um, but we're a company that's having a tremendous impact on uh, our MSPs and, and, and their revenue and, and growth. And so, some of the solutions that we'll be uh, presenting here will be really designed to help further uh, the MSP's ability to identify opportunities and grow. So there's going to be quite a uh, quite a bit of buzz on the, the front end of uh, the platform in helping MSPs, uh, you know, identify and, and grow their business. And then downstream, uh, obviously, there's going to be several more integrations that we announce and uh, several more product enhancements. I mentioned we've been a tool and, and I think there's beauty in this. We've been a tool that allows the MSP to sell all the other tools. We haven't taken this approach. Well, we're a platform and now you have to buy our two factor and you have to buy our security awareness training. And some schools have thought to say, Hey, you should add that stuff in and, and, and just, you know, be the platform. But like I talked about earlier, right? There are enough platforms out there. There are enough continuums and all the tasks and data and all that stuff. Uh, so, We'll, we'll build in additional, uh, I think, high-value data and, and you know, tools within the dark web platform uh, that will further enable the uh, MSP's ability to sell all the other stuff they've already invested in. So, um, so kind of a, a, a vague way to answer it, uh, but, uh, but yeah, we've got some, I think, really interesting, innovative solutions that we're going to be announcing here, and I, I, I think MSP community is just going to, I think they're going to love it, so... I'm really excited about it. It's going to be, I think, you know, 18 has been an amazing year. I mean, no question, but I think, uh, I think we're even more bullish on 19 and, and uh, impact and a lot of 19 for us is, is, is really spending a ton of time in, in Europe and in helping our European partners. So it's going to be, going to be exciting. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see where you go. As I said at the, at the top of our call, I've, I've rarely seen so much buzz for a company as I've, I've, I've seen for you. I've made a nuisance of myself trying to get you on the podcast for many, many months now. So I appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time out to speak with me today. Wish you all the best in the future. But just before we go, if anybody wants to reach out to you personally, Kevin, or to find out more about ID Agent, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, you know, obviously on our site, idagent.com, and we've got a number of ways to, to reach out and communicate with us. Um, they can certainly send me a note. Um, you were in the, the email business. Uh, so my email is klancaster at idagent.com. Uh, so L-A-N-C-A-S-T-E-R dot, uh, or at, at idagent.com. So feel free to reach out. I try to get back to everybody as, as quick as possible, but um and we've got all the, the social channels uh, open and the website open. And so anything we can do to help our partners succeed, I mean, that's, that's what we're all about. So, you know, don't hesitate. Certainly reach out. 
Fantastic. And we'll include all those details in the show notes on the blog as well. But Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time out of the day to, to share a little bit about the dark web and what ID Agent are doing. I wish you all the best in the future, but I suspect you're not going to need a lot of luck. You're onto something really huge here. So um, good, fantastic. Cool. Th thanks for your time today. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Tub Talk, the podcast for IT business owners. You can find the show notes and bonus content for this interview, along with dozens of other interviews with IT business leaders over at www.tubblog.co.uk. If you enjoyed this podcast, then we'd really appreciate you rating and reviewing the show over at iTunes. Every review helps us reach new listeners and helps raise the bar for success in the IT industry. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak with you next episode. Have a great day.